Hello, hello. Welcome to Think, Feel, Eat, broadcast number 46, Qualities Needed for Weight Loss, final episode. So this is the third in a series of three about qualities needed for weight loss and weight management, weight maintenance. What, what kind of qualities, what kind of skills do we need in order to um, meet our goals. So I'm going to have a quick, quick review, and then I'm going to talk about the new ones for tonight. So here we go. Oh, I'm Donna Reese, by the way. Happy to have you joining us. If this is your first time to hear Think, Feel, Eat, thank you for joining me. And I hope that you will, um, in iTunes, hit subscribe or in YouTube, hit subscribe. Go over to DonnaReese.com and forward slash freebies and subscribe and get a boatload of freebies. All right. So, um, one of the things that I'm really focusing on in this series about qualities is the fact that qualities are built incrementally. Um, I was talking to a client today, um, working through some time management things with her. And I just told her, if somebody had told me two years ago, three years ago, that I would eat this amount of food and that I would eat these hours of the day and I would move this much and I would have no sugar this amount. And I would have this many fruits and vegetables and meats, just normal food, not like anything real exciting. I mean, I do have exciting foods, but I don't have to have them all the time to function. And that I would sleep seven and a half hours. I would turn everything off and go to sleep 90% of the time, you know, at 1030, that I would go do weight training, that I would record what I eat. I just wouldn't have believed them. I just would not have believed them. And that just is a tribute to the power of incrementality, right? The power of incrementality is that when you do things little by little by little, you don't even realize that you're really doing them. Oh, I mean, sure, it seemed really hard at first to go down and sugar from seven days a week or 14 times a week or whatever it was. It used to be way more than that because I used to have sugar like three times a day. But from, you know, most recently, you know, 14 times a week or 10 times a week or whatever to, you know, four times a week, you know, to um, eat to give up like really rich, rich things and substitute other things in their places and just eat, eat more simple foods to try to de desire, develop a taste for them and to develop less of a taste for the um, six seductive craving combinations. At the time, each little step did seem difficult. I'm not gonna tell you that it's not difficult but at the same time, I can't believe that I'm here when I was over here. And I look back and it's like, how did I get here? I don't know. I don't know except to say that it was incremental, that it was a little decision this week and then success for a while and then another little decision and then more success. And that doesn't really, that doesn't really jive with our desire for everything now, right? That doesn't really desire for jive with our desire to have, you know, complete, you know, change of our eating and 
and movement and sleep and everything just tomorrow, right? Doesn't really jive with our desire to um, have an overhaul and to just be a different person and eat differently and things like that. I'm gonna talk about that when I talk about confidence today. But it doesn't really jive with that immediacy that we always want with those things. But it's still amazing. It's still wonderful. It's still miraculous to me because I know what it used to be like. I know how I, I was just thinking about this yesterday, driving through Aussie and on my way from Fort Wayne to Bluffton, which means nothing to many of you, but in Indiana, when I teach on Tuesdays, I drive down south, 30 miles south to the little town that we used to live in before we moved up to Fort Wayne several years ago and drove by. And I just thought to myself, oh, how I always had a breakfast sandwich and a Diet Coke on my way down. Oh, how I often stopped for donuts there or there or sometimes there, you know, and, and now it doesn't even cross my mind. I don't even think about it. And how did I get here? I got here by building these skills and these qualities that I'm teaching you about in these three episodes, 44, 45, and 46, building those incrementally. And also learning how to apply the good qualities and the good skills that I have in my life and other areas to these areas. And I talked about in the first two episodes, I'd love for you to go listen in this series. I talked about how difficult that is because we might be able to do it great in our job or great in our home management or great in our uh, hobbies or you know skills, whatever it might be. But here we have hormones. We have the neurotransmitters from the dopamine spikes from intense food issues that we don't have when we're trying to do it in another area. But we can circumvent those. We can learn to work around those, which is what a lot of what I've te- I have taught in Think, Feel, Eat, all the episodes about like the craving, how to overcome cravings, how to sit with urges, you know, how to balance hormones, all of those things come into play to give us this perfect storm. As a matter of fact, if you go to donnareach.com forward slash perfect storm, you will see all of the um, steps in order with their handouts and their outlines and their freebies with them. It's just my um, tech girl did such a great job with that. All right, so the first two, episodes 44, they were thoughtfulness and honesty and thoughtfulness not being like, oh, that's so thoughtful, you sent me flowers, but thoughtfulness being thinking about the process, thinking about our goals, thinking about how we're going to reach our goals, thinking about our thoughts. Humans are the only species that can think about what we think about. That is scary because we think a lot, (laughs) right? We just think and think and think. And sometimes we just go crazy with thinking, right? Um, But we can actually think about what we're thinking about. So let's just layer on the thinking, right? But this kind of thoughtfulness, this kind of, okay, I do this every day. I think I'm going to do this. I want to do this. I'm going to put this in my fitness pal this morning. My movement is here. And I think about what I'm going to do that day to reach my goals. And that is a part of the thoughtfulness. Another big part of the thoughtfulness is the think, feel, eat cycle, which is this uh, broadcast namesake, right? And that is changing our thoughts so that we have the feelings, so that we have the actions that we want. And I'm going to teach about that in just a few moments in the confidence section. So thoughtfulness was first, then honesty. Honesty is my big quality for this 
I don't know, it might be for the year because it's hard. It's really hard. I was just thinking a, a few moments ago, why do I feel so full when I haven't really had that much? And I thought, oh my word, I completely forgot about those few pretzels that I grabbed. And I completely forgot about that half an apple that I share with my husband and I hadn't written them down. And my protocol is writing down everything I eat before I eat it and then adjusting it if it needs adjusted and adding to it as I choose something else or I add something to it for the day. And I, I already today just thought to myself, wow, this honesty thing is harder than I thought because I didn't wanna go in and put it in because it was going to cut into my sugar-free dessert tonight, the calories, because I hadn't thought about it, just grab some pretzels, we were sitting here talking. He was had a few minutes between students. I had a few minutes between my writing and preparing for tonight and things. And he had some pretzels, grabbed some, split an apple. You know, 10 minutes later, I'm like, wow, honesty is hard. Honesty is very hard for me in these areas. And that is why it's one of the big, big important skills in weight loss. Now, also, I talked about how the first four journal pages are great ways to get started with both of these because you're thinking every day about those first four areas, you're committing to those, and then you're evaluating yourself at the end of the day for your honesty. So um, those are linked in the show notes that you can get your free first four journal sheets. Um, and the episode 42 is the benefits of the first four. All right, then the next time, next week, 45, last week, um, was about patience, perseverance, and self-control. I lumped patience and perseverance together because, um, you know, when we are patient in the process, we have to persevere even when the going gets tough. So um, I don't know if you are familiar with the, the type of writing that I, I've done. I've talked on here before about how I've written uh, 100 curriculum books totaling 50,000 pages. But one set of those, the big first language arts curriculum that I wrote for another publisher and then for our publishing house, it is all based on character qualities every month. And we're actually doing perseverance this month um, for our language arts study. And it's it just, and so all the kids' passages and everything that they write about stems from that. So it's just hitting me over and over and over again how you know, we persevere even in hard times, we persevere even through tribulations. In the case of weight management, we persevere even when things are not going like we want them to go. We persevere even when we, you know, do not get the result that we think we deserve for the efforts that we put forth, right? And so that's a big part of perseverance. And then last week, I also talked about self-control. Really want you to go listen to episode 45. Um, just, I, I'm playing with a new idea and it was about immediate gratification versus delayed gratification and how when we, you know, we don't do immediate because it's bad. That means that we can't, we don't have any self-control. That means that we, you know, have to have everything right now. We know we don't want that. We don't want to be the immediate gratification type of person. Those kind of people are losers, da, 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 da. All right. So instead we have this way far out there delayed gratification. Now, delayed gratification can just mean that you're going to put it off for a little bit, but that isn't usually how it is with those of us who are long-time weight management people. With us, the uh, 
delay gratification is like way far out there. Like, no, I'm not having this for so long. I'm going to have so much control. I'm not having it until all the way out there, you know, really, really, really far. And so I introduced the concept of intermediary, intermediary gratification. And I'm taking that one step further in some writing that I'm doing uh, for an article that you'll see soon in your inbox if you're subscribed. And that is that intermediary gratification is planned. So we have immediate, which we don't want to do. We have delayed, which we think we can do way far out there. And then when we can't, we fall on our faces. So instead, let's put something in the middle there. Let's put an intermediary planned um, gratification, right? I mean, we call it what it is, it's gratification. When we go to the movies and we have an M&Ms and we plan them, we had planned intermediary gratification. Anyway, it really, really helps self-control because this idea out there way far is too far away. It's too much. It's too far out there. Like I'll do something like, well, I'm not having cupcakes again until we go to Indianapolis overnight and go to a cupcake store. Well, you know, we don't go to Indianapolis overnight anymore. <laughs> Does anybody do that? <laughs> right. And so then I just fall on my face and go get a donut. Okay. Now I do that so much less than I used to because of all these tools that I've been teaching you that I've been uh, putting together for myself. Okay. So tonight it is going to be flexibility, confidence, maybe um, accountability. And I think I'm just going to go ahead and move this planning, goal setting, future thinking. As I was taking notes on that today, it was like, that needs to be its, its own episode, not um, you know just the skills of planning, goal setting, and future thinking all together. So anyway, let's talk about flexibility. Um, there, is, there are two sides to um, every quality, right? And when we were doing parenting seminars and we were raising our children, we taught character and um, we really focused later on after we learned more about how to teach character, focused on the fact that you can have a character quality that's so, so good, but then it can be taken to such an extreme, right? That it is that, that, um, you know, it becomes like a false humility or something. We see this all the time in, in kids, you know, we teach a hundred different kids every week between the two of us, my husband and I do sweet, sweet angel babies. So they are, they're just wonderful, but you can have this like virtual virtuosity in a child or in an adult, any, in anybody. And, and it just can just swing so far where they want to be so perfect. And they just have, want to have so much virtue and that, you know, it looks like a false virtue. It's definitely so much pride. I just kind of like laugh at these kids, you know, that, you know, they're just like dragging compliments out of you and things like this. Um, you know, trying to trying to be the most virtuous child in the class or whatever, which is wonderful, right? Virtue, virtue uh, virtues are great. You know, we want those in our kids, but the same thing is true in any character quality that we can take it to the extreme. And the, when we do that with flexibility, you know, we have the it, one extreme of inflexible, which, you know, usually results in a lot of weight loss right? When you are inflexible, that you will not leave your protocol no matter what. And you have a very, very strict plan, very strict protocol, and you don't leave it. So you're inflexible in meaning not, right? Flexible meaning bendy. 
<laughs> you know, language arts lady has to put something into every lesson here. All right, so inflexibility is not flexible. And of course, flexible is over here. And that means we are bendy, right? So the, the, the inflexibility usually or often results in, you know, just giving up, just breaking down and giving up because we can only be perfect for so long. And um, I talk about that here uh, quite a bit in the accountability section, but the uh, problem with the, the things that are, the things that we become inflexible on is that we allow no leeway, right? And so when it comes to like food anonymous, overeaters anonymous, bright lighting eating, you know, any type of six, uh, 12 step program or similar kind of um, complete uh, abstinence, right? I actually have a new article coming out about that too called, uh, uh, when do you need complete abstinence? Uh, really compelling. So the deal with it though is that that inflexibility, like I'm never ever having flour, sugar, fat, fatty meats, you know, usually those OAs, Overeaters Anonymous, Food Anonymous, Brightline, stuff like that, they're, they're not, what their list of what you will not eat is super, super, super strict. It's, it would be similar to being on Whole30 all the time, except for Whole30 probably allows a lot more fat. I think that the Whole30 allows like olive oil and stuff like that. Whereas this is just like teaspoons of oil. It's just very, very, very little. So, um, and the inflexibility that that causes after a period of time, people just give in. Now we all know some people who don't, who have not, you know, I know some authors of books who, you know, just, they do that. They do that, you know, whole 30 minus fat. <laughs> It's like, wow, how in the world, right? Um, which is, like I said, a lot of the overeaters anonymous and food anonymous and things like that. But then with the flexibility, we can also do like the virtuous kids that I just described, where we're just like too flexible, right? And it's really funny because, you know, this whole thing about me trying to be honest now, you know, it's like, ah, you know, I'm a very honest person. So this is really, really hit me between the eyes, like, huh, so you're not really that honest, really? You know, because I'm not honest with myself all the time, even though I'm honest with other people, but I'm not honest with myself. So the flexibility comes, you know, the oh, extends the too flexibility, too much flexibility comes when we, you know, have a protocol that's too loose, that's not so laid out so that we know exactly what we are supposed to be eating today. You know, that is too, in, that is too flexible, right? Because then all of a sudden we're like, oh, you know, it's kind of okay for me to have some chocolate every once in a while, I'll probably just have some chocolate. And, and, you know, the next thing you know, we've gone too flexible. So this whole thing with this honesty thing is my husband and I are just like, just really trying to get these last 15 pounds off. And, um, and plus a couple few more that we gained over the holidays, uh, which we've never gained over the holidays before. Um, but we couldn't get together with all 22 of us um, because of COVID. So we had all these little get togethers. So we were just, we just had too many, too many get togethers, too many food instances, too many flexible food instances. And he said, you know, you 
probably aren't going to get to that goal of that, those 15 pounds with, um, with the protocol that you have now. And I was like, oh, don't say that. Do not say that. But I knew that he was, I mean, we were just tell, telling you, it wasn't like he was telling me what to do because he doesn't do that. Um, I was telling him what to do though, because I do do that. <laughs> I just told him, we just, we were just talking and helping each other actually. But, um, I had just told him, you know, about eating out of the pretzel bag instead of individual bags and things like that. And, and how, how much those calories add up, you know, cause he's very, very virtuous, um, very, very virtuously as far as his food choices are concerned. But when he gets a bag of popcorn or a bag of pretzels, which is like his big, his big, um, non-virtuous food, that's about it at home, you know, then he'll just, next thing he knows, you know, he's had like a thousand calories of pretzels or something. And, and then he, you know, we were talking about my protocol and that's when he said that. And I was like, man, I really do have to be more honest about this. Don't I, I really do have to be more honest about what is going to take me there. So flexibility, flexibility in dieting has shown that people can stay on it for a really, really long time. And that's why things like, um, if it fits your macros, a macro is incorporated, um, uh, um, key nutrition with uh, Brad uh, Jensen, his, pi his podcast, different ones like that, that count macros, right? They count ca carbs, proteins, and fats. Um, and Weight Watchers to a certain extent, which is another uh, flexible eating style. Why those things are successful as far as people staying on them for a really long time. The virtuous plans, the Over Years Anonymous, those kind of plans, they give you more weight loss because they're so, 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 so strict, but they're so inflexible that people can't stay on them for a long time. So the key is finding a flexible protocol that's flexible enough for you to stay on forever, but that you still lose on. And that's kind of where I'm at, where I'm just like, okay, I found the flexible protocol that allows me to maintain. Took us a long time to get to the point where we could truly maintain our 220 pound loss together, right? But now it's like, what's next? What's the next level? What's the next layer that needs removed in order to do that? And it might be a little less flexibility for us. So anyway, that is flexibility, quality number five. Let's go to quality number six, which is confidence. And um, confidence in weight loss is very, very hard to come by, right? Do you know very many people who are just like, yeah, weight loss is, you know, I'm just, I'm so good at it and it goes so well and I lose so easily. And, you know, I just have confidence that I'm going to be a size six by the summer. And, you know, you just, confidence is hard to come by in weight loss. Um, in part because there are so many unknown factors, but also in part because um, uh, we haven't done it before, right? And we usually have confidence in something that we have succeeded at before. So, you know, like people who seem unnaturally confident in their jobs, in their occupations, in their hobbies, skills, things like that, talents. I think about a painter or a dancer or um, like yoga enthusiasts. I'm just like, how can they be so confident? I'm sitting here, you know, barely able to hold the tree, you know, just dying counting the seconds until it's gonna be over. And they're just so confident in it. And 
we know that we gain confidence as we have as we have success the problem is that when we rely on success in weight management to give us the confidence that we need for weight management it's just a vicious cycle you remember me talking about how you know not having sugar makes you want sugar less making you want sugar less leads to having less sugar but yet somewhere in there you got to break in right it's the same thing with the confidence loop we have this you know success 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 gives me more confidence and i have more confidence 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 then that leads to more success and i'm making a circle here with my finger in case you're listening and somewhere in this success and confidence loop we have to break in and that is why confidence and weight loss is so difficult and i actually um uh, linked to the self-integrity issues, uh, issues, um, episodes, think, feel, eat 19 and 20 here in the show notes that you can see, because it's actually self-integrity that leads us to amazing confidence. But the reason we don't have self-integrity is because a lot of times is because of our all or nothing mentality. Like we're going to do it all. We're going to be successful. We're going to make great strides. We're going to do grandiose things. And then we don't succeed. And then we feel like I never do anything I say I'm going to, right? And then we don't have confidence because of that, because we didn't use incrementality in order to gain the skills that we need. So thinking about the think, feel, eat cycle, um, cons considering, looks like I'm gonna have four episodes for this qualities. I need constraint in speaking, don't I? <laughs> okay, so thinking about the think, feel, eat cycle or think, feel, act, we know that confidence is a feeling right? We feel confident. We even use that phrasing. We use the terminology, I feel confident. So knowing that our feelings come from our thoughts, we can go backwards, right? I don't have my think, feel, eat um, visual here, but you know, it's think and then it's feel and then it's eat. Think and then feel and then act, right? And then and three in a row there, three lines. Um, and so knowing that this feeling of confidence we know the feeling of confidence is gonna give us good actions, right? We know that, that's why we want that feeling of confidence, not just for the feeling, it's, confidence is an amazing feeling, but we don't want it just for the feeling, we also want it because of these actions below the feelings, right? That when we have the feeling of confidence, we act in such a powerful way that it gives us more success and then it gives us more confidence and you know it's that loop again but up here when we think about the thoughts that lead to confidence right we have to think first of all to our unintentional model those are the thoughts and the feelings and the actions that we have that we feel are just completely out of our control they're just happening to us we don't have any control over them okay so that Let's go back to the feeling of lack of confidence or unsurety, whatever that feeling, whatever you want to call that feeling. I call lack, we can call it lack of confidence. We can also, you can label it a more um, accurate feeling word if you want, like unsurety or something. Um, but that is our feeling right here in the middle. So we know what 
thought led to that, right? What thought led to that? Well, the thoughts that led to that unsurety were, I never stick with anything. I always give in. I cheat on my protocol, right? Those are the thoughts that lead to it. Now, we, we would say, well, I only say that I never stick with anything because I just gave in, you know, but we're not talking about any circumstances. We're just talking about the thought, okay? Because we can change our actions if we change our feelings. So let's just go with that. We have our brain here firing with neuroconnections, neuroconnectors, brain chemicals, peptides, hormones, all of that based on those thoughts, right? You know how people say, change your attitude, change your thoughts, think about something different. Don't think about that. Don't dwell on that. What they're saying is that you have the power to change your feeling, right? If you change your thought. So we can make the current neurotrans neuroconnectors and neurotransmitters stop firing with new thoughts. So instead of I never stick with anything, I always give in, I cheat on my protocol, we can make a whole new model for our think, feel, eat. Our thought could be, I am learning to stay on my protocol. I think this is number 23 and 24. I'm gonna put that in the show notes too, um, because I have a, um, a, uh, a packet, a handout packet that you can use for this too. All right, so I'm learning how to stay on my protocol we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to have a perfect thought. We don't have to have a thought that's not true. We don't have, a, have to have a thought that we don't believe. So instead we can be at the thought, I am learning how to stay on my protocol. And then we will have a feeling. Now at this point, it might not be confidence. I'm learning might not be strong enough of a thought to give us confidence. I'm learning how to stay on my protocol. Whoa, I'm so confident. I'm going to do it for sure. It's just going to be perfect. I'm so excited. I know what to do now. Right? It might not lead to that, but it might lead to excitement, anticipation, or even hope. Isn't hope so much better than unsurety? Hope feels so much better than unsurety. And then the action is that we stay on our protocol more and more and more. And I really believe this is the exact think, feel, eat cycle that has changed my life over the last couple of years subconsciously not realizing that I just would say things and think things to myself like, I can learn how to do this. I can work on this. I can figure this out. I am learning how to. I am working towards this. I am making a plan for this. I am trying this. I am trying to lay out my new plan. I am trying, you hear me on the, on the last few episodes talk about how I am creating my sugar plan which is similar to the drink plan that, that alcohol coaches use. I am creating my drink, my drink plan. I don't drink alcohol, but I'm creating my sugar plan. I have my own problems with sugar. I don't need wine to. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm creating my sugar plan. You hear me talk about that. And every time I think I'm creating my sugar plan, I'm learning how to reduce sugar. I'm learning how to control sugar. I get this excitement. I get this anticipation, I get this hope. And then I stay away from sugar more and more. And then it comes back up and I do it again and it comes back up and I do it again. And that my friend is how we create confidence in ourselves. 
We can't wait until we have full success to have confidence because we need confidence to have success. So we can't wait for the confidence to come through perfection. We cannot wait for the confidence to come as a result of our being so perfect, of our getting to goal, of our being the size we want. We have to gain the confidence now in order to stay with it and in order to live our protocol, in order to make the changes that are needed in our lives to get to the goal. And we can't do it without confidence, but we too often rely on success to give us our confidence. And it's not just that incremental success, because if we relied on that, we'd be okay. If we just relied on our incremental steps and seeing our, seeing our progress and things like that, if we just relied on that to give us confidence, we would be okay. But we don't, we rely on all or nothing. And we rely on everything being you know, perfect for success or nothing being our no confidence at all. I know that was only two qualities, <laughs> flexibility and confidence. But I want us to realize how we, can, how we can do this, how we can create these two character qualities in our lives, how we can create these skills in our lives. We can, even though we think we can't, even though we might not be at a place where we think that we are going to just do fantastic and be wonderful at it and be great and perfect at it. But we can do the next thing that is needed to get this confidence and determine the correct amount of flexibility that we need to stay on, but still meet our goals, right? That's kind of a balancing act of flexibility. So next week's gonna be part four. I said today was the last one. Next week, we are going to talk about accountability and planning, goal setting and future thinking. So um, let's do that next week. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate your feedback too. If you could go into iTunes and leave a five-star rating, that helps other people see my podcast, see my broadcast. Go to DonnaRish.com forward slash freebies to get all of the different handouts and things that I refer to in the episodes. And I will see you next week or in your inbox with one of my articles soon. Thanks. <laughs>